welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 9, Episode 8, titled RuPaul Roast. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one sensual co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say, do you even watch the show? To Taylor Christina Brown. <laughs> I love that the script says, the latte boy, but you, you switch it up on me all the time. Well, that's what you said you wanted. I know, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, I want everyone to know this. You know, usually when I say, oh, Taylor's mean to me on the phone, I'm like exaggerating. Like, okay, I'm like, I, 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 he's a little short, but whatever. Yesterday, you were so mean, Taylor. I, I said, don't you know what? understand. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. No, no, no. I call this Taylor the Latte Boy, and I have news, <laughs> and I'm actually going to share today on the show. So I, this insight I might have, or not insight, but like little story. And I go, you know, Taylor, I just realized blah, 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 blah. And no, I go, no, I go, Taylor, I just realized something or something like that. And then he goes, what? <laughs> First of all, you didn't say Taylor. I answered the phone and said, hello. And you said, so I realized something. <laughs> like, no introduction, no anything. Just randomly start talking. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't feeling good yesterday. And I was just, I, I know that my voice definitely, but I tried to change it. And then you were like, you're being so mean to me. And I'm like, I'm not trying to. And you're like, you know what? Forget it. I'll just talk to you tomorrow. And yeah. I said, and, and, but did we talk? Yeah, we did. But you were, you could tell it was through, it was through gritted teeth. Cause you knew this was going to happen. Oh God. What would you say if I was your, if I was your patient and I came in talking about a friend like this, what would you say? Get rid of him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. I would I would say, well, what is it about his behavior that is making you think that he is being mean to you? I, uh, you know, I on my other show, I talk a lot about a cousin that I have. And there was a time where he and I were hanging, my cousin and I were hanging out a lot. And it was always, there was some sort of drama. And Taylor was like, I'm very concerned. I think you should stop hanging out with him. You know what's so funny is we had a falling out um, in the winter. Not a major falling out. But it was, we made up, you know, but um, it was one of these things where the falling out was enough to reset the button. Does it make sense? Yes. And I feel that the relationship is in a, in a healthier place. We don't, my cousin and I used to talk every day, like three times a day, like almost like boyfriends, mm-hmm. you know? And since then, it's now like once in a while, we see each other once in a while. Like, we're in a very healthy place, I think. You need a reset. I I had to do that with Rodan. Rodan and I lived together for a while, and it got mm-hmm. really unhealthy. And he moved out, and I was livid when he said he was moving out. But that ended up being the best thing for our friendship. Yeah. And, well, what's funny is I think Richard might still be angry with me. I'm not even sure. But it's good for our friendship. The best thing for our friendship is him to be a little angry with me at all times. Seething resentment and anger under the surface. That's that's what's good for you. Yeah. It's always good for a relationship. Well, see, then see, then you're you're giving me the opportunity to feel the same way. Now, where do you watch? I always want to know when do you watch the show? Where do you watch the show? Uh, I watch the show on Saturday mornings. That's usually the first thing I do when I get up. That's your new cartoons. That's my new Saturday morning. Well, some of them you see the way they do their face. They definitely look like they're Saturday morning cartoons. I know. And we also tried something. We tried <gasps> what is being referred to as the Taylor method this okay. week. Who referred to it as that? Well, I, honestly, you know who referred to it that way? Who? Friend of the show or former well, co-host of the show, Daniel Brewer. Friend of half the show. <laughs> friend, friend of 50% of the show, Daniel Brewer. 
sent me a, a text message that said last week's episode we tried to watch the show with the taylor method and it actually was pretty successful so i had and i my response was taylor hasn't even tried the taylor method yet but i had said to babaloo this morning or yesterday morning when we got up i said i want to try to watch it this way it did not go (gasps) well babaloo does not enjoy change and did not understand why i kept switching back and forth between the primary episode well how much are you switching back and forth it's just once well there and once back right Technically, it's we did it. We switched four times in that we we watched up until they all went all the, all the contestants went behind the scenes, mm-hmm. um, or to actually to when she said bring back my girls, mm-hmm. and then we switched over to Untucked, watched Untucked until they said okay five minutes, ladies, and then went back to the primary episode, and then watched after the elimination, watched that watched Farah go home. So we switched back forth between the two. Babalu did not like that because he felt as though Untucked spoiled who was going to be the eliminated contestants. Even though with this episode, it was pretty apparent who was going to be the ones lip syncing for their life. But he said that he thought something that this would work better earlier in the season when there was a ton of contestants. But as as it whittled down that you shouldn't do this. Hmm. But I don't know. I might try it again just to see. Just to see how it goes. But... It might honestly just be better just to watch the whole episode and then watch Untucked. But if anybody else tries this, I would be curious as to what their thoughts you are. You send Babalu backstage when you watch it. <laughs> Babalu. I make him do the long walk in black and white while I'm dancing in the living room <laughs> to Kitty Girl. <laughs> Babalu, as you untuck in the kitchen, I'll watch Untucked. And then they're like, bring back my husband. <laughs> Silence. Silence. Last last night I did get to do something where okay for reasons that I don't necessarily need to get into though that makes it sound worse than it is. Taffy, we went over at my co-host on Pod is my co-pilot Taffy Carlisle Huffington's house last mm-hmm. night, and we got talking about wigs. Now my husband is bald, but there was a bucket of wigs that she has from when the girls used to you know play dress up and stuff when they were little. So she brings out these wigs, and Babalu is trying on all these wigs, and we were all laughing at him and all that kind of stuff. So at one point, he puts on this wig that is an ombre wig, and he's standing there, and I went, Babalu, your wig is ombre, but your look is more ombre. <laughs> and I did it with the whole head thing like Trixie Mattel does. And it made him laugh, and Taffy looked confused, but that's fine. Whatever. Now, let me ask you a question. It brings up a good question. What if Babalu were to get a really good, like a really, you can't tell, uh, lace front men's wig would you like that or you you prefer him bald i like him bald mm-hmm. I, I i do like him bald if it if it helped him to feel better about himself yeah. i would i would support him 110 percent. i i don't think just because of the fact that he sweats so easily oh, i don't he? think he would want a hairy hat on his head mm-hmm. but if it he wanted it for a special occasion or something like that it's been my experience that i can pretty much clock a toupee pretty quickly especially down here in florida where everybody sweats i don't think he would want to wear something like that what about we have a friend um who has a toupee you know Mm -hmm. and i actually think it's unclockable well is his really a toupee i thought it's more like a skull cap okay um I think it is unclockable in that it looks real. It just the style in which I remember the last time I saw him that he had was I did not think necessarily super flattering. Well, here's the funny thing. 
I thought, you see, okay, here's why I think it's unclockable. The, our other guest is just waiting so patiently. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's why I think it's unclockable. He, much like uh, Alexis Michelle, he still has the front of his hair real. Okay. See, I think that's always the giveaway. The problem with him is the real front of his hair he has in a shitty haircut. In a hairstyle. Yes, that's okay. That's what I was going to yeah. say. So, it may, it, strangely, his real hair makes it look more like a toupee. No, I would I would agree with that. When you said that, that the front was natural, that surprised me because I always assumed that no. was part of No, it's almost like hair. wearing like a, like a, like he has like basically a hair yarmulke. <laughs> so. Fom- he has a bump it. A fomica. So, how, how long, <laughs> how long before we get a response in the group? chat that we're in from him about this he doesn't listen to the show oh, i thought he listened to us no he doesn't watch rupaul's oh. race why no but he said he wanted to be a co-host yeah no he doesn't listen no <laughs> i could literally okay. say his name and unless unless these fucking bitches who listen would tell him hmm. and from the podcast catching up with mike <laughs> people think it was like a, no we had another guest co-host and he Quote unquote, he, I know he listens to the show, forgot, and uh, which is fine. You know, I've talked right. to Taylor about this, and I just think the show's just as fine, just the two of us. If we have a guest co host, that's great. If not, it's fine. Honestly, it makes the show go faster. Yeah, I love the fact that you and I had a conversation this week where we mapped out who all the co hosts were going to be for the rest oh, of the I know. season, though. I know, and I'll tell you this one here. I want to hear potential great news. What? There's a rumor. In the Reddit sphere, this is not a spoiler. There's a rumor that there's no episode Memorial Day weekend. Oh God, really? Oh my God, that, oh my God. I'm, I'm so. I hope that rumor's true. I that would be that awesome. would be amazing to have a week off. I'm I'm excited. I, I'm like I'm like. Oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do with that weekend? I don't even know what I'm gonna do with myself. I'm gonna. Like, it's amazing how much how, and I don't do nearly as much as you do behind the scenes, but it is amazing how exhausting doing this show is. But I think honestly part of it is oh, I can't say that. I was going to say I think part of it is that it is a subpar season, but we really liked All-Stars, but All-Stars was exhausting no, too. No, but all if this were All-Stars this would be the last episode. All-Stars was only 8 episodes. Yeah. And someone wrote uh on Reddit that at this point last year there was some point where we were for um a year ago for season eight we're really far away. remember season eight was a shortened season i think season i think season eight was only like 10 episodes well but we're we're down to how many now seven seven so you figure we've got to go down to final six final five final four final th- so we've only got really five more episodes left yeah i think that that if they if, they, if it's true that they're not showing an episode of memorial day weekend that'll be a good break and and then yeah. and then it'll be like lickety split. It'll be kind of like you know when you when you're in school and you go away for spring break and you come back and it's like mm-hmm. super fast. Yeah, you know. Okay, here we go. Um, that was, that was a long <laughs> first fifteen minutes 15 of the minutes show. Now. Haven't even talked a single thing that's happened on the episode. Well, yet. this week the library is open for the perennial reading challenge. Alexis gets her feelings hurt. Nina doesn't get Sasha's jokes. Peppermint has problems in Russia, and the girls all take turns roasting Michelle Visage. Peppermint gains a much-needed win, while Farrah and Alexis are placed in the bottom two. After a relatively close lip sync for their lives. 
Farah and Alexis await RuPaul's decision. Ultimately, though, Farah is asked to sashay away. Taylor, give me two things you liked and one thing you didn't about the episode. Um, I liked that Peppermint finally won. I'm definitely Team Peppermint. I liked. I liked that. I don't know. This was this was not a good episode for me. I didn't. I did not necessarily care too much for the episode. Um, it would be easier for me to say things that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Which is the the episode as a whole. I thought this was one of the weaker readings and roasts that they've done in the past. I was I was just not I was I was really looking forward to this and did not like it at all. What about you? So I have some agreement as as an actual episode, as the way an episode works and an entertaining aspect. I actually thought it was one of the best of the season. Like I think it really yes. well. Look, I think it's get as the as the as the stakes are getting higher, as there's fewer queens. I just think the episode is just better. Okay, that said, you're right. This was one of the worst reading challenges, and it was one of the roast was horrible. Right? There was no Valentina had a couple of good jokes, and some people had a couple of good jokes, but some people got praised when they shouldn't have, and it was horrible. It was I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. But I thought the I th- I thought the episode itself worked as an episode, so I, I have like uh, weird mixed feelings about this, and also the mirror moment. I'm, we'll get to them when we get to the mirror moment. Yeah, that 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 was a what? Well, there's there's <laughs> tea again. The I'm gonna have to say this. We don't have a lot of Reddit people who listen to our show. We're not a really a Reddit show, but mm-hmm. uh, I will say I'm on it a lot. And these Redditors, the detectives, are so – they call themselves Nancy Drews. They are so good. They are so good. Like people always like – my friends who are casual fans think that I'm amazing by things that I notice. But Jesus Christ, they these people, like they're the ones that – I don't know why they're looking the, – the Redditors are the ones that said like – Huh, my VH1 uh, schedule for Friday, whatever that my Friday Monday schedule only has um, a marathon going. It doesn't have a new episode. And then they're like, who's going in advance to look at that? Who's even thinking? You and I did, though. You and I did where we were trying to figure out when the final episode No, no, was no, but be. actually goes with their TV guide schedule. Oh. Wow. Like, let me double check that this show's not getting canceled. <laughs> like, who's, canceled mid season. Yeah, who's doing that? But then, then there's other things. There's a lot of. This, I actually think for us, for me and you, and maybe this is good, there's not a third co host. There is a lot, a lot, and you know this, to unpack. And there's a lot of tea about this episode. There is a lot going on with this episode. So let's actually uh, jump into it. After Aja's elimination, the girls re-enter the workroom to get out of drag. The girls compare notes about their relative placement in the competition, while Peppermint and Farrah each pray for a much-needed win. The next day, RuPaul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge. Ladies, I just came from the eye doctor and she prescribed me these new reading glasses. And her timing couldn't have been better. Because in the great tradition of past betting, it's time for the reading challenge. <laughs> because reading is what? Fundamental. Thank you very much. <laughs> Next, the girls took turns reading each other to filth. Alexis Michelle pulled no punches. Paramount, all those men's that buy you fancy designer shoes, they're not your boyfriends. They're called Johns and they're your employers. Ooh. Shay Shay Kool-Aid. 
You sure are a scene stealer. I guess gnawing on set pieces explains those teeth. Oh. <laughs> that felt good. <laughs> the rest of the girls took turns reading each queen, including one in particular. Alexis, Michelle, you're oh so Broadway, but you're also very broad. <laughs> Alexis, you're like a BMW. Body made wrong. <laughs> Alexis, Michelle, Pillsbury called. They want their roles back. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's all I got. Thank you, Pheromone. <laughs> I can't do that. Oh, you did. Valentina was named the winner of the challenge and won a four-day stay in Palm Springs. Later in the workroom, Alexis Michelle was butthurt because of the jokes made at her expense. Here's a tip. Don't make it about my body. Oh, Lord. I was surprised you guys came from anything to do with my size. Um, I just, like, would have preferred not to do with body image. So that's all I have to say about that. During Alexis's table visit with RuPaul and Ross Matthews, Alexis shared her feelings about the reading challenge. Alexis Michelle. Hi, gentlemen. Hi. Now, a little birdie told me that you were a little miffed off by the reading challenge. I just thought some of my sisters could have come up with some more original material. Oh. Mm. You were more disappointed than miffed. Now, the truth is, Rue, body image has been something I've struggled with for a lot of my life. And I have talked with my sisters, mm -hmm. and they know what I've struggled with. That's why it uh, was a little bit um, hurtful. So you feel like it's okay for you to make fun of someone else, but not someone else to make fun of you? Um, look, I will try, you know, whenever I come for anybody on that runway, to make sure that we're all laughing together. Right. But that's the thing about comedy, and a lot of times, especially people who have been through hell and high water with the issue, the only way to get through it is to friggin' laugh at it. That's true. Because mm -hmm. look, you survived. Yeah. Okay, Taylor, since this episode aired, I have been dying to talk to you as, you know, as much as I think anyone who listens to this show, I love A, talking about... I love talking about the cognitive dissonance a lot, especially in, in the terms of the show and like, or when people, uh, I, I love any sort of like psychological angle on this show. And so obviously as our resident, um, psychology therapist person, um, isn't that your official title on your business card? Yes. That's, I have that on my business Brain cards. Brain fixie. Psychology therapy person. Brain fixie man. Um, <laughs> Uh, what, what, what were your? Th I want to hear your thoughts. It, it took everything in my power not to talk to you about it yesterday. I think Alexis was being a big baby. I think Alexis was uh, the, the thing that went through my head is there's a there's a difference between bullying and teasing. Teasing everybody is on equal playing fields, whereas bullying is where somebody is 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 does not feel as though they have the equal amount of power to go after other people. And I don't know if that's because Alexis went first. So she felt like she no longer had a voice or what. But, I mean, the comment about Shay, first of all, it wasn't a funny joke. Mm -hmm. it, it, I think that the joke, that joke would have been funnier if she said, you chew up the scene. Then that would make sense as far as with the but, – but the whole you're a scene stealer and that explains your teeth. That was that was just mean for, for being mean sake. Um, 
I, I, I don't get where this is coming from. You know what they do on this show. This is another example of, well, I thought that everybody's going to be friends and walk into nature with children. And that's, that's not the case. That's not the case. And as somebody who deals with body image himself, I know, recognize that sometimes when people, especially in a situation like that, where people are going to come for you, they're going to come for some of the obvious things. They are definitely going to come for the obvious things. And when you are larger than any, than the other contestants in the room, literally and figuratively, it makes sense that people would come for them in that way. You know, so, so I, I have so many thoughts and some of them are in conflict with each other about, uh, what happened. A lot of what you said, I agree with because you're right. One, it's not like the reading challenge is a new thing. I mean, this is something that's one of the most anticipated challenges. Uh, of the season the only one left is the puppets you know yeah and so it's one of the old standbys you know the reading challenge is coming and you know in fact i thought this was a pretty tame reading challenge they've they've gotten really down and dirty on these reading challenges in the past you know said some very mean things and i mean they i mean look even on all stars 2 now granted they haven't seen all stars 2 in this show but um uh, no, they actually would have seen All-Stars 2 because they filmed this in mid-September and All-Stars started in August. So they would have seen it. But, like, um, they made fun of Roxy Andrews being left at a fucking bus stop. I mean, they, they go they go yeah. mean on the reading challenges. So, and and also, Alexis played the way, you know, she made fun of Shay's teeth, as did other people, and Shay took it in stride. She also called Pheromone a prostitute. You know, that's not that's yeah. not super nice either. I mean, look, it's all in fun. I'm not I'm not saying she shouldn't have said those jokes. I think her jokes were in the realm of acceptable on the reading challenge. But I also think everybody else's jokes were in the realm of, of acceptable on the reading challenge. In fact, let me mention something right now. There's been you know, one of the things about this show, uh this season, I should say, of RuPaul's drag race, is that the offstage out, behind the scenes during the airing of the show antics of the queens is just as interesting as, as the show and one of the big controversies that's been brewing on reddit is has nina bonita brown is just a crazy person let's just put it out there and <laughs> you know she's very upset about things and one of the things one of the controversies swirling around nina is the joke she made the one about the bmw Body Made Wrong mm-hmm. is an exact word-for-word joke made by Latrice Royale on her reading challenge. About Really? Yes, about somebody else. Now, Latrice Royale has made an official statement about this. And she was very magnanimous and said that that joke is a very old joke. And it's been around long before Latrice Royale used it. And so she was just the first one to use it on national television. But that that joke right. is a very old joke. But I'm going to use it as my point is Nina made an old joke about Alexis, okay? Uh, and I actually uh-huh. think, believe it or not, as unfunny as Farrah was during the roast, I actually think that was a pretty solid joke about the about the roles, you know? Yeah. And that joke has been made about Alyssa Edwards, who clearly back rolls. Back rolls? Back rolls. Back right? rolls. And even the joke, I mean, the the one joke that I really remember from any of the reading challenges is Jujubee, yes. where she said to Tyra, is your barbecue canceled because your grill is fucked? <laughs> that, that is one that I remember that from six, seven years ago. That's that, that, that that's a classic. So, I mean, you know, going after teeth and stuff like that is not new on the show. Yeah. Either. It's so look, here's the thing. 
is Alexis is dumb. That said, and this is why I, this is super interesting. Maybe this is a personal thing. It might be called therapy with Joe. I, I, okay. I, I, I wonder if because you and I are mm-hmm. larger men, if that, if that kind of plays into that, that, that is something where I think some people would go, oh, girl, just get over it. And on one hand, I did, but I also get what it's like to feel judged as far as somebody who is heavier. In fact, you know what's so funny is that is where I was going, but it's actually more interesting. It's something that I learned a long time ago. So I've, over the course of my life, and, will, and hopefully starting Monday, actually, I already have it planned out continue to do so, have lost and gained tremendous amounts of weight in my lifetime, okay? And it's actually strangely emotionally easier to be fat because what happens is when you're fat, people intentionally, unless they're super dicky, just don't talk about your body. It just never comes up, you know? It's just not brought up. It's just sort of like, so to speak, the unspoken elephant in the room, okay? But yeah. one of the things I've noticed, because, again, like I said, I've lost tremendous amounts of weight at any one time. I'm sure that's super healthy for my body, is <laughs> the very first time I ever did that, okay, the very first time I lost over 80 pounds, okay? And one okay. of the things that was super uncomfortable for me, and I had to run to therapy, was, like I said, when you're a larger person, no one talks about your body. But when you've lost tremendous amounts of weight... All everybody wants to talk about and do is look and talk about your body, which is something you've always been very, very self-conscious of, you know? And I remember, I remember walking around uh, a CVS in where I used to live and the father of a friend of mine was also shopping, had seen me, but I didn't see him, had seen me and he came up to me and he said, Joe? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, Oh my God, you look like a different human being. You look incredible. Like, and it's all compliments, but now all of a sudden, this thing that you never talk about, you never acknowledge, you never think about is now constantly examined. And now, you know, people are like looking at it and that's right. hard. That's hard. Yeah. It's, it's almost, I know that in the past when I've lost weight, there is where you get the whole, oh my God, you're looking so good. You're looking really good. I can tell. I can see it in your face. I can see it, you know, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And then, which is nice, it's a nice little self-esteem boost, but then it stops at some yeah. point, which it should. I mean, I don't want everybody, you know, yelling, hey, looking good every time I walk in a room. But that can be very, where all of a sudden you're like, well, am I doing something wrong? Why is nobody looking anymore? I don't know. And, and it fucks with your head. It definitely fucks you the head. So, and unfortunately, my way of dealing with anxiety is I eat. Mm-hmm. So, that, like all the compliments sort of go away, and it's 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 a it's a roller. The coaster. first time, not every other time, okay, but the very first time, I think that's why I gained the weight back because I wanted people to stop mm-hmm. talking about my weight. Oops, I wanted people to stop talking about my weight. So, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not, I'm not saying every single time now it's because I want people to, but I'm just saying that first time because it was yeah. right after that that I stopped losing weight. And and I was super gung-ho about it. There was one time when a friend said, hey, a friend of mine really wants to talk to you about something. And, I, you know, I was running a successful business at the time. So I thought, oh, it's one about business. And it was he had gone to some conference and some leadership conference. And at the leadership conference, they said the hardest thing that anyone will ever do in their life is lose a lot of weight. That's a really difficult thing to do, you know. And so he wanted to talk mm-hmm. to me about, it, like, what leadership skills I could – transfer i'm like no i just stop stuffing my fucking face 
you know? <laughs> so anyway, but like I said, like that kind of stuff really, it shook me up. And so yeah. uh, I can understand, like, because it, it's clear that Alexis has lost a tremendous amount of weight. And so for someone, again, where probably she has body image issues, now she, people probably weren't ever talking about her body. And they probably never talked about it in the workroom. And now all of a sudden this reading challenge, here come these jokes about her body, and she just freaked the fuck out. So I understand that, but like we said, bitch, that's something for you. The, the thing is this, is that she externalized it. When really it's like, like I think someone says, like, get over it. And I think it's Trinity yeah. says, girl, get over it. Like every this is the reading challenge. Again, when Nina Bonin is coming out of her headspace to go, oh, here we <laughs> yeah. go, you know there's a problem. That should be the yeah, that should be the gauge. You know, they're like, oh God, where am I? If Nina Bonina Brown's criticizing me, that means I'm being crazy. So and now right. I wanna say I wanna read somebody too. This fucking RuPaul. RuPaul has no place to tell Alexis Michelle that she can't take a joke. This fucking RuPaul is so goddamn sensitive. She blocks people left and right on Twitter. In fact, we'll just t- discuss this now. Uh, at a viewing party at Roscoe's in Chicago, Sasha said that, and, uh, and other queens have backed this up as well, that the, that the roasts were a lot longer than what we saw on television. That makes sense. That makes sense. Right. However, what they cut out were any jokes about RuPaul. So yeah. uh, a lot of the RuPaul jokes were, were removed. Also, remember when they did a reading challenge in season seven and Pearl says, RuPaul, and then they cut, they, they didn't, they didn't right. go into what Pearl said about RuPaul. Yeah. So that fucking bitch is so fucking sensitive. She has the thinnest skin of anyone. I don't know how she's coming for Alexis. She, she is so thin skinned. It's not even funny. So, well, because it makes for good television. It's it's do as I say, not as I do, which is my drag name. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. It's it's. I th- I think that if I also think that Alexis could have handled that differently because she came she came off as a baby. No, I agree with if you. It had been something where she said, you know, it bugs me. It's still you know that 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 is that is the potential for having been a mirror moment and saying you know when you guys are coming for me, she goes. I get it. I get why we're doing it. It still stings when people say yes. things like that. Acknowledging it in a different way than a, you know, let's not do anything about body image because that's a really sensitive subject. From okay, fuck off. That we we all know what we're doing. We all know the rules of the game. You came for other queens just as hard, if not harder. So either either get in the game or take your shit and go. No, home. you're right. That's... You're you're one hundred percent right. That's a very good observation. She could have turned it from what it was into. It could have been a mirror moment. You know, yeah. imagine if she was at the um, mirror and she was just like, you know, guys, when you were making fun of me, yeah, it was funny and everything, but it's something I haven't really talked about. But I used to be really big. I mean, I was really big, and then I lost a lot of weight. You look good, girl. Thank you, but I mean, and, and what, I mean, what else would she say? It still stings because I still okay. All right, having had experiences not like that where I've ever been in a reading competition, but having experiences like that, it's easy to go back to that feeling of insecurity, even when you lose weight. When people comment on you, you still feel like that overweight person, mm-hmm. even all the times that I have lost mm-hmm. weight. You, I still see the fat yes. guy. 
you know, all this. So, so when people are coming for you that way, especially if you're starting to feel good about yourself, it is easy to, I feel like now we're defending her, but it, it, it feels like, you know, it's easy to go back to being that person that was 300 plus pounds or whatever, or did not feel as though they had any sort of control over their diet or amount of exercise they do or something like that. No, 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 you're right now. That wasn't me I was thinking about too. I, I'm not defending. I think her, she was so like, bitch, it's a fucking reading challenge. You know, I could see if they came for her like that in the workroom or when it wasn't appropriate and that wasn't the challenge, but you're in the reading challenge. Everything's fair. Right. You know, and, and people said horrible things about each other. You know? Yeah. I mean, we had a, we, we did a roast for another podcaster a couple years mm-hmm. back and I learned after I wrote my segment that one of the, the, the person we were talking about with the hair thing did not want anybody talking about his hair thing yeah. during the roast. Mm-hmm. And I think every single one of us brought up his hair at one point. I mean, it's just sort of, if you were, but we also all had a rule that because it was, it was a podcasting thing and there was lots of other podcasters mm-hmm. in the audience, none of us went after anybody that was in the audience because they weren't going to have an equal opportunity to come back up on the dais yeah. and say something in response, which I think I kind of broke one, but it's, you know, it, it was said, it wasn't, I, I made I – this is going to make me sound like the worst person in the world. I, I used one of our blind listeners <laughs> as an example for something. Oh, but he made jokes about himself too. I mean like he, he – Right, he and I wasn't necessarily making fun of the fact that he was blind. I was just using it to bring up bring up something about another podcaster that was up on the well, day. Well, if you want to hear Taylor's roast, you can hear it. Uh, if you become a patron at $10 and above on Patreon.com, that's going to be another part of our lo- special monthly live stream. We're going to go over that roast that we did, and we're going to play the clips from that. And then we're also going to discuss that other topic I don't want to talk about right now on this show. Okay. So uh, that's on the uh, this coming week. Uh, if you are a patron and you don't know about this, go to your Patreon account to find out details of where to listen, how to listen, and all that nonsense. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Um, I, yeah, we've beat that one we to beat death. Have we beat to death? I feel like I could talk about that for yes. more. Maybe we'll talk about it more in the live stream. Oh, so could I. But, I mean, we've been talking about it for, like, 15, well, 20 minutes. If you want to hear us talk about it even more, go to that monthly live stream. It's Elimination Day, and the girls are hard at work on their makeup for the roast. During a discussion about Sasha's time in Russia, Peppermint reveals a scary moment in Moscow. I got stuck in Moscow. I was presenting female. <sighs> And my my ID does not match. And I was in Moscow airport for a connection. I think like 30 minutes. This was eight months ago. Oh, my God. And so we land and we're supposed to go to the little transfer desk or whatever. And the woman, she didn't speak any English. Um, And she just kept looking at my ID and looking at me. And it was clear that she was disagreeing with the fact that my ID looked male and I looked female. Well, it's illegal in Russia. Okay, so that's what it was. So she detained me. Oh, um, that's that's really I was terrified to the point where I had to snatch my own wig off my head in the line with all these people just to prove to her that I'm, this is me and please let me through. And it was so humiliating. That's really a tragedy. Okay, Taylor, what are your thoughts on this? uh, One, I can't imagine what it would be like to go through something like that. Just... I mean, th- 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 there's part of me that that I truly feel for her. I also think that if you are travel, and I understand that she's trans and that she's living her authentic self, but if her paperwork does not say that she identify that she is female, then traveling may 
there may have to be some. I don't know how to say it without sounding like no, an no, asshole, but she probably sh- she probably shouldn't have been traveling female it, uh, presenting as female. Let me let me phrase that. She probably shouldn't have been she if, if her ID or her passport has a picture has her boy face, then travel. I mean, you know, it's not like she's wandering around like the workroom and everything presenting as female. She presents as a boy. So that is something where she can she she has the ability to do that and i think that that may be the best best plan of action as far as for traveling goes now i'm also saying that as somebody who doesn't have to deal with that situation i mean the most the most that i've ever had to deal with that is you know my driver's license didn't have my beard on it and then i had a beard and you get like the double look to make sure that it's actually you but i I don't know there was part of me that just thought that was very odd story and also a very scary story but i also think that the solution for that in the future is pretty apparent yeah i i i agree with you in that like i it was something i wonder too where it's just like look if you're going to be traveling through a hostile country like russia or north korea or any other country or anywhere in africa i imagine like sudan uh no you're not yeah you you i i would at least um look Look, I'll even say this. I mean, there are people, and I know there's a difference between gender, but there are people, remember, during the Iraq War, who, Americans who would just pretend to be Canadian. They'd have a Canadian flag in their backpack because they didn't want to be known as American in countries that were hostile to the United States. So yeah. sometimes you need to take precautions to save your life. Now, look, I can't speak for how the decisions she makes, and those are her decisions, but it's something I probably I would do if I were in that circumstance, but I'm not in that circumstance. One of the things I wanted to say was... um, it's also easy for us to say that because we haven't had that experience too. I I do recognize that, but I also think I know going into situations, you know, I I go to there are certain places I I do a lot of cruising and a lot of cruising I go to the Well, Caribbean you mean going on an actual cruise, to, not like we have a lot of gay yes, listeners. not cruising yeah. like I'm going to parks. Yeah. No, I've never been, I've never been good at doing that. Well, wait, 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 so, wait, the, wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold Wait, on. Well, okay, hold on to that thought and let me finish this thought first because I, 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 I want right to lose here. this. <laughs> okay. okay, I know traveling into certain countries in the Caribbean to not act to act a different way than I normally would because acting a certain way will create create a target for me mm-hmm. to, to create where I would I would become a target in that country. So. You just do things in a different way. And I feel like when you're traveling, especially to different countries where you're – I don't know why she had like a layover in Moscow or something. But to do something where you, you're going to be traveling over countries that are scary, I think that you need to take steps to make sure that you're protecting yourself. Okay. All right. I'm – go well, ahead. Before we – I want to get – because I do want to come back to that. But I want to make my points. So that way I don't want to come back to it later. One, okay. based on the mere moment from this season, has anything good ever happened to Peppermint? <laughs> no. no she's getting the shit beat out of her uh she's in russia something else happened to her too right oh she i think she just came out she as trans that was it yeah, yeah trans yeah, not, not a negative thing but um but also i was gonna say is uh these these mirror moments are so i mean they're always manufactured but whoever's doing it is doing it with such a heavy hand this season yes it's off it's really really bad where it's now almost a parody of itself it feels very contrived, very, contrived. very contrived, and very where where this one 
you know, a lot of them when they've talked about things like eating eating issues or body image or homophobia, that kind of thing, it feels very much like they're trying to pull in listeners who are viewers who may have experienced something like these things before. I can't imagine there's a lot of people that watch the show that have been detained in Moscow for multiple hours. It just it feels it feels like they're reaching for like horrible things that have happened to to these contestants mm-hmm. as a way to kind of make them more human. But it just felt like I don't know. You know, when they've talked about people losing mothers or they've talked about, you know, you know the AIDS crisis when Charlie did that earlier in the season that kind of thing it this one just felt very like how are we supposed to have a point of reference to this it makes no sense well I was actually reading this week about how there are producers who are under the table I don't know where they are under the table maybe they're behind but they're the, I don't know but they like will talk to you while they're there saying ask this and and talk about this right now and that the producers are literally talking to you while you're getting your makeup on um so here's another it, it so it's it's really really bad this season it's it's so obvious and if, if it's that obvious i mean what's the point of it but you know here's the thing as well is um again going back to the nancy drews on reddit uh i don't know how they figure this shit out they figured out that this conversation is not from this episode this conversation is from a what yeah that that uh, Sasha's putting on. Um, oh, I forgot what episode it's for. She's putting on the makeup. Oh, for the snatch game. It's this. It's her. Um, it's her makeup for. Um, who did she play in the snatch game? Uh, Marlena it's her Dietrich. Marlena Dietrich makeup. They're getting ready for snatch really? game. Really? Yeah. They figured it out. The Nancy Drews at Reddit figured out that this conversation took place at snatch game. And if you notice, it's very tight on Sasha and Peppermint. It doesn't show anybody else. Uh, it's a conversation between these two girls, and so they use that footage, uh, and then they would intersplice it, you know, like reaction shots from from the actual mm-hmm. episode of that they're getting their makeup done, but that but that Sasha's putting on her Marlene Dietrich makeup, and they figured out from the, the snatch game. I'm telling you, they're fucking good. I don't know how they figure this shit out, but they're really good. Um, oh, that's that's some dedication to a TV. I know show, it, man. it really. <laughs> It really is. So let's so let's go back to the important topic, though. So you've gone cruising. No, 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 no. I have not gone cruising. I just, whenever I've been in bars or things like that, I have just never been good at that looking across a room or looking someplace and knowing how to start a conversation or to go up to somebody. I, that's something I have never, ever been good at. I've been too self Getting back to body image, that's something I have never been... I've never been comfortable doing. I'm horrible at it. So. I'm, hor- I'm horrible at it with people that I date. I remember Cameron used to do that thing where he would like look at me and like stare at me. And, you know that like intense g- g- gaze you get into with someone you're dating, right? And I would like laugh and look away. I couldn't even. Well, to be fair, you had some chocolate on the side of your mouth. That's what he was looking yeah. at. And to be fair, there was some hot girl behind me that he was actually really staring at. Um. <laughs> So I've never been good at it either. So yeah, no, no. Um, but you know, um, Mike. Speaking of my cousin from earlier, he's done the cruising thing. Strangely, he doesn't seek it out, but he's been cruised. Um, strangely, at an airport one time, and also certain other places. Um, I I've gotten that look, but I just never follow up on it. I had the closest I remember having was I remember I was in a car, I was driving my car once, and I had a guy where we kept hitting red lights together 
and kept like where I looked over and he was cute. And then he, he kept looking at me and I didn't really know what was going on. And then he pulled up and he rolled in the window and he said something to me, like not anything salacious, but just a, like, you know, are we doing this or something like that? And I got scared because I didn't know what I was definitely somebody that was very everything I'd ever seen as far as hooking up with anybody or even doing like online things. You It was guaranteed you were going to get murdered or you were going to end up in a dungeon someplace yeah. and nobody was going to know. So when I first started like with the AOL room, AOL chat rooms back in mm-hmm. the day, I made sure Rodan and I were living together at that point. And I was definitely where I would I would write out the screen name, the AOL screen name, the address of where I was a going, treasure all that kind of stuff, and I would leave it someplace <laughs> as a tre- pretty much as a clue in case like three days later when he's like, Wow, I haven't seen Taylor in a couple of days. I wonder where he is. That's something they could give to, you know, Stabler and Benson on special victims mm-hmm. unit. So that way they could find me in the pit putting lotion on, you know, holding precious. No, you know what's so funny? And by that I mean Gabaret Cinnabon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got him. Yes. So, um, what were I going to tell you? Um, you distracted me. From, oh, you know, it, it's so funny. Is um, this is a story we've told in my other podcast? But one time, years and years and years ago, must be, gosh, the start of the millennium. Um, Mike Lawson, my co-host, and he was supposed to be on tonight. You see, we could have talked about this. We were at a mm-hmm. at a burger joint together. <laughs> and this mentally challenged guy. Do you know this story? I love yeah. this story. I love this, this man, story. This mentally challenged guy was totally 100% TV show style cruisiness. Like he was sitting on the other side of the restaurant and we'd not, I'm like, is that guy staring at us? And he was like staring at us hardcore and eating his food. And then we were like, oh, I don't know. And then he walked up to us. And I'm going to tell you something. He was very attractive. But mentally challenged, okay. And, but I have no discrimination because mm-hmm. I want everyone to know I am not discriminating. Because then he walks up to us, and just there was no, there was no pretense, there was no flirting. He's like, "Hey," I think he said, "Are you guys gay?" And we said, "Yes." And he said, "If you go to the parking lot right now, I'll blow both of you." And I was down, and Lawson was not, <laughs> and Lawson was like, "Let's get out of here." And we left, and I really did toy with the idea of going back. Well, wait, I have a question yeah. about that story. Because, again, that is one of my favorite catching up stories of all mm-hmm. time. But why couldn't you have just said to Mike, I'll be back in a couple minutes? It's, I'm not even joking. It's been 15 years. I don't <laughs> remember. I think I well, – if I had to guess, I think there was not – I wouldn't say peer pressure. I don't think Mike – peer pressured me but i think mike was like no thanks you know and then i was like yeah no thanks you know like just to go along to <laughs> while you were checking out his crotch <laughs> yeah and, and and i think now i you know mike and i weren't hadn't been friends for as long and i think now i've been like yeah well sit here asshole i'll be back you know but um <laughs> uh at the time i was like yeah no thanks i don't want that and then i immediately regret it and he did mention in the conversation that he was a um like a, he used to get the carts at Walmart and tells exactly what Walmart. Now, Mike is convinced I went back and looked from there. No, I will admit that I toyed with the idea on certain horny nights, you know, where I was mm-hmm. like, I could just go to Walmart 
you know, pick up some fiddle faddle and some hair gel and then also get a blowjob in the parking lot at Walmart. A, a caboodle. A caboodle. A caboodle. But, uh, but I never did. And that's one of, it is one of my biggest regrets. And there was another cruising story I'd had, but I can't remember what it is now. But you know what? That, let's move on. Okay. I like that this show is moving at a, not really, we're actually not talking about the show at all. No. Well, have you seen the episode? Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why we're not talking a really about good it. point. So on the main stage, RuPaul, Michelle Visage, Fortune Feimster, and Tamar Braxton. Wait, what is the correct pronunciation for that? Fortune Feimster? No, no, for Tamar Braxton. Is that right? Tamar oh, okay. Braxton. Watch the drag queens yeah. take their turns roasting Michelle in front of a live studio audience. Up first, Shea Coulee effectively delivered her roast. This year, we are really switching things up. Instead of RuPaul... We are going to roast a man of true charisma, (laughs) uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Unfortunately, he was unavailable, so it's going to be Michelle Visage. Michelle, we know you for being a kind, patient Shiro. And gonorrhea clinics know you as patient zero. (laughs) Girl, you have had more dick in you than a urinal at Dodger Stadium. The only difference is, they get cleaned up after a grand slam. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, just remember, if you liked my performance, my name is Shea Coulee, and if you hated it, it's Nina Bonita Brown. Uh, Next up, Sasha Velour got some laughs. Thank you, Shea Coulee. That was extremely edifying humor. Uh, Sorry, am am I using that word correctly? Uh, Not edifying, I know that one. It was humor that I wasn't sure worked in this context. <laughs> Tonight, we really do have an opportunity to salute empowering representation in the media. We have an out and proud lesbian comedian. Thank you so much, Ross Matthews. <laughs> Ross Matthews has the face of a young gay man and the voice of an adult woman. <laughs> so, the opposite of Tamar Braxton. <laughs> It's now come time to talk about Michelle Visage herself. Michelle is so Jersey, her idea of classical music is Lisa Lisa. (laughs) Michelle Visage is so Jersey, she calls her pubic hair the Garden State Expressway. (laughs) And let's not even get started on the Holland Tunnel. Michelle Visage is so... I have more of these. And Michelle Visage is so Jersey, she wanted to call her second child White Flight. <laughs> oh, well, that one worked in my mind. <laughs> Finally, Peppermint wowed the judges. Ross, everyone says that your voice is annoying and high-pitched, but I actually love the sound of your voice right now. <laughs> Don't talk. Don't talk. <laughs> Michelle Visage, Michelle, Michelle. Not since Destiny's Child has a Michelle become so famous for riding somebody else's coattails. <laughs> RuPaul, all smiles. Ross, all smiles. Michelle, poker face. No, seriously, someone poke her face. It, it doesn't even move. Michelle says no to everything. Michelle, you like my dress? No. You like my makeup? No. Bitch, where the hell were you when somebody asked you if you wanted to write that book? (laughs) It's a great book, Michelle. 
said no one. <laughs> Honestly, I fell in love with you, Michelle, watching you and RuPaul on VH1, and I'm so honored to share this moment with you, so thank you. Happy 90th birthday, Michelle. <laughs> Okay, Taylor, so those were the strong ones. What were your thoughts on Shay, on Peppermint, on Sasha? Uh, they, they, I mean, as far as strong, it's kind of sad that they were the strongest contenders. There's part of me that some of those jokes are definitely jokes that I've heard at other roasts before. There are some, you know, old standbys like, you know... You know, if you if you like me, my name's Shay Coulee. If you don't like me, my name, yeah. you know, that that's that's an old old standby. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I they were okay. I mean, I was just glad to hear laughs sometimes, as we're going to hear with some of the other ones, where it's just that empty, cavernous, you know, studio. Mm-hmm. It's it's they were they they were less painful as more than funny. Yeah. Well, actually, Peppermint's was the only one that was kind of close to a classic roast style kind of thing. She. You know, she ended like the way a roast does, and uh, and and it's one of these things where it wasn't very strong. You know, Shea Coulee, yeah, she had on old timey jokes, and I actually thought she in her first joke she set the joke up. We were thinking she was going to go. Now, usually this is good in a joke, but I think this the made the joke not work. Where she said. Um, the man of the hour, and everyone's laughing because they thought they were calling Michelle a, a man, but that wasn't right. where the joke went, and I, I think that was sort of a missed opportunity. And then also, you said there was that old timey joke at the end. Sasha Velour set I thought was not very strong at all. I didn't think it was horrible, but I thought Valentina's was better. I thought the jokes were better, and maybe now according to that Roscoe's reading room, uh, they sweetened up Valentina's laughs. That her laughs weren't as big in the room as it seemed on the um, show, but that they wanted to sort of like justify her safeness. Does that make sense? That said, yeah. I thought Valentina had some really strong jokes. There was the joke about putting the ha- the hamster up her butt or something. That was very mm-hmm. funny. Actually, they pretend they, I don't know if they pretended, but they kept doing that thing where they she's because remember Valentina has a joke that was something along the lines of Michelle's given so many hand jobs that she got carpal tunnel syndrome and then she just decided she could become left-handed. And they're like, I don't yeah. get it. I'm like, how do you not get that joke? It's not hard. You know? So yeah. um I thought she had some really solid jokes that I thought were pretty good. Sasha's was clearly reading from something. Yes. Whereas the you know the be- the best whenever you see roasts online or you see them on TV specials and stuff they don't have that where they clearly have a piece of paper ahead of them mm-hmm. in front of them they where they're just kind of out there just kind of saying the things that they said oh wait wait I, on the ro- no on Comedy Central roast you see them holding the paper in front of them okay but it, it felt more natural it felt it feels more practiced it doesn't feel so Michelle Visage is such a slut da 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 I mean and that's what Sasha's Sasha had a couple of funny jokes in there but. It it felt very much like she was reading versus yeah. Well, they're not reading, comedians, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't know, they also don't know how to write in a way that's more natural for that kind of stuff. But because there's what's funny is as you said before, um, I don't know if we talked about this in the show, but you and I were part of a roast. Now I wasn't officially part of the roast. I wrote a lot of the jokes for not for Taylor. I didn't write any of Taylor's jokes, but for some of the other people who weren't joke writers, I wrote their roast jokes. And like I said, we're going to talk about this roast in particular on the monthly live stream. But, um, but I've written roast jokes before and after that, and you know, and and I've written those jokes. And there is a certain cadence. In, in other words, you could you have to read a roast joke. You just have to because there's a lot of 
we're getting to the nuts and bolts of roast writing. But yeah. you're oftentimes you're writing on the fly. In fact, we can talk about this right now. But but let's talk about this. Right, when, the point I'm making right now, which is there's a cadence to roast, roast writing. So you just instead what you do is you write for that cadence. You know you're going to be reading it, so you want to write for reading it. If that makes any sense, and I think experienced roast writers know that. Um, did I, I I brought anything up that you want to talk about before I get into like actual roast stuff? No. What fine. I was going to say, and I talked about this on the Gold Bar live on Friday, is you know when um, there one of the things that came up on the show was Alexis in the workroom when Valentina. I remember Valentina won the challenge, but also gave her the right to set the order for the roast. And one of right. the um, things that Alexis says is she says, you know, I know that it's hard to go first and it's hard to go last, so I'll take either one, which is nice of her. But the thing is, on a roast, that that's, so that rule is generally true for um, a standard issue comedy club comedy show. And if you want the whole breakdown right. of that, listen to the gold bar when it comes out on the SoundCloud. Okay, I do a whole big lecture about roasts on the gold bar. A master a class. A master class, if you will, on roast. Okay, but the one thing I'll say that's important here is, because it, it comes back to Shay, is the, the in a roast because you're all talking about the same subject. Actually, the first position is the easiest position. Okay, because none of the jokes have been said. You have the world. The, the world of the jokes is your oyster. None of them has been beaten mm-hmm. to death. And so now if you're good, especially, you can just destroy and you can actually take away, if you think about it, a contest, everyone else's obvious jokes. You can take them. And that's why you actually, if you ever watch the Comedy Central roasts, sometimes you'll see the comics are furiously rewriting and, and, and they're writing. You have to write on the fly at a roast because yeah. someone's just said your joke. Someone maybe brought up a new joke. Like, like whole world. Are, so things are happening as you're there. So... But as the first person, you don't have to worry about that because now you're setting the bar for the show. So once again, this is two or three weeks in a row where Shay is handed this wonderful opportunity. One, uh, she got Black China, which that role was um, the best, one of the best roles in the show. She got assigned Black yeah. China. She got to she got to play it up. Next. Um, stupid Aja decides that she doesn't want to play Grandria, so she gives it up and she gives probably the best role in the 90210 to Shay. And then Shay right. gets the first position in the roast, which means that her jokes are just naturally going to play better. The audience, like they're, they're, they haven't heard this joke a thousand times. So the jokes are easier, especially if you're not good at roasts. So, um, they got to take that into consideration, but they don't. So, that's sort of my little mini thing about roast there. Anything else before we go on to the weak ones, Taylor? It's just that I don't want to listen to the weak ones. <laughs> on the weaker side, Trinity Taylor failed <sighs> to get the laughs she needed. Please excuse the way I'm dressed. I have to go feed the chickens after this. And I didn't want to wear my good things. I sometimes even have to wrestle a few of them. Michelle, you know all about wrestling cocks, don't you? <laughs> I think we have a lot in common, from the same taste in hairspray (laughs) to the same units of Botox, fillers, lifts, tucks, snips, and hips. (laughs) Michelle, every time I walk the runway, you have this pungent look on your face, kind of like you got a shit. (laughs) I reckon they have some laxatives for that. (laughs) 
Just a secret, we all poop. Pheromone fared even worse. Let's get this roast to cooking. <clears throat> Can we please put our hands together for the one, the only, Michelle Visage, Jizz Breath. <laughs> They're the real star of this show. Sorry, RuPaul. <laughs> hmm. I find it hilarious that Michelle Visage judges a talent competition. I don't know about you, but don't you actually have to have talent to do that? <sighs> and I'm pretty sure having one song in the 90s that no one even remembers doesn't qualify you to be a judge on such a big TV show. <laughs> Good thing she's been sucking RuPaul's dick for so long. <laughs> oh. And we've got Tamar Braxton in the house. Tamar Braxton, however you say it. <laughs> She's Tony Braxton's less talented, more annoying sister. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways, now that Michelle's dick breath has stunk up this entire stage, I'd like to introduce our next minty contestant, Peppermint. So much more awkward, huh? When you don't have to see it. You just have to listen. It's, it's even worse. Finally, Alexis Michelle made no one green with envy. Uh-oh. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. In honor of your big night, I wore your favorite color, girl. <laughs> um, we have so much in common, Michelle. We have the theater running in our veins, Michelle. You also have several venereal diseases running through <laughs> yours, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but, you know, you're also an inspiration to me, Michelle. As thin as you have become, one area has stayed the same, unchanged. It's a Hanukkah miracle, Baruch Hashem. Oh, my goodness, fortune. You also know about playing second fiddle. You've been playing Bull Dyke to Chelsea Handler's Alcoholic Wasp for ages now. <laughs> now, Michelle, I have to congratulate you on really being able to take the piss. Just ask the UK men's water polo team. Okay. <laughs> she loves water sports. She loves the UK. And we love you, Mama. Okay, Taylor, the latte boy. What were your thoughts on this? Ah. Uh... Just, just how I think. I think it was the worst part of that. Normally, in the past, when you just listen to it, it makes it worse. But seeing the looks on Michelle's face of, of just like, what the fuck is this? Like, no humor at all. The the jokes were they weren't jokes. They were just mean. They were just. Whereas we were talking before about the whole thing with Alexis, where there was a, there was attempts at humor. This was Farah in particular was just saying just mean things and didn't get the idea of injecting any sort of humor in it. The one comment she made about sucking Michelle, sucking RuPaul's dick mm -hmm. and the, you get the audience gasped. I mean, that wasn't like a fun gasp. That was just a, Oh shit. That's, that's not yeah. good. And the whole like weird hmm, between all the, it's like she was trying to do something, but I had no idea what she was supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, uh, well, you know, at that same Roscoe's viewing in Chicago, Sasha said that, you know, the silence you hear on Alexis and Ferris in particular is very real. That is not made up for the show. 
and that it was very uncomfortable. Um, one of the things that was revealed by Peppermint on her recap, and this is why I called Taylor yesterday to say I came to a realization of something, is Peppermint said that they actually they brought in writers to um, help them with their jokes. Okay? And the realization I came to was, and this is why I called Taylor, is last summer I have a friend... Well, I always had a friend. I have a friend. Okay, let's do this again. I have a friend who has produced shows for Logo, okay? And he called me last summer and he said, listen, Logo came to me. They're looking for gay comedy writers in particular to do to write jokes for a special they're having in September. Well, do you want to submit for it? And I said, yeah, I'll submit. So I submitted, but then I never heard anything. So I clearly didn't get the gig. But what I think, this is all purely speculation, I think that it was to help with this roast uh, for RuPaul. Because they had no special on Logo in September, did they? Oh, wait, didn't they have no. that AIDS thing? Uh, they had the Pulse Memorial. They did. What that was, was But that was in August. But that wasn't necessarily something where they're looking for. No, a, what was the know, thing? Laugh them up. What was the thing? You know what? I could be this too. There was that thing where where um, Ginger Min sang "I Am What I Am." Yeah, that was for the. Uh, that was like yes, that was the thing where John Waters got. Oh no, not John Waters. Uh, Harvey Firestein. Harvey Firestein. Yeah, got the. It could have been for that too. That was around the same time too. But either way, I didn't get the gig. Okay, but I was thinking, oh, what if it was for the roast? Because it was for the roast, mm-hmm. like, you know, as we know, I cannot help but be a weak man when a twink cries. <laughs> so maybe they had this instruction that if a you know, th- not to help him too much with the roast, but clearly a writer helped. That's why Shay's getting the like, if you liked it, I'm Shay Kool Aid, and not you know. That, that's why there were these old timey jokes. I think because they, they fed him some of these lines. And peppermint, but then I don't understand why that some of the other this, the last three that we got didn't get. All right, Trinity got a couple of laughs, but then she went gross. Like the whole like everybody poops thing is just that's not funny, you know. But then you figure Farah and Alexis in particular, there weren't a, a Farah in particular. There were no jokes. There was no jokes. It was just we're going to say horrible things about people up on the stage and just occasionally do like a hmm. And it kind of makes me think that Farah might be kind of dumb because what? she didn't seem to get that she was bombing. Whereas Alexis clearly had this like deer in the headlights. Oh, shit. What's going on? Sort of thing with the way with with the awkwardness. And she was in her head and everything. Whereas I think Farah didn't recognize Everything that oh, was you don't think around. so? I thought it seems no. uncomfortable. Like, huh, uh, like what was I supposed to do? Run off the stage crying? Well, with her, that's always a possibility. And I would have caught her, and I would have been like, "It's okay, it's okay, <laughs> Daddy's got you. It's it's all right, fair. Are you peeing right now?" Yeah. <laughs> and I just would have carried her off out of the um, out of the studio, like Kevin yeah. Costner does to Whitney mm-hmm. Houston. <laughs> So here's the thing. So my entire savings account, if we can figure out a way to get that to happen, it's yours. So here's the thing. Here's what I've done. And this may bomb miserably. I wanted two people here, but I took Farrah's jokes as if I were a, a, a writer. And like literally mm-hmm. 20 minutes before we started doing this, I said, let me see if I can take her jokes and make them into jokes. But the same concepts. Can we try this out okay. right now, Taylor? Mm-hmm. Sure. Here we go. So, um, 
Oh, you know what? I, I moved the order a little bit here. Where is that? Hold on. <sighs> this is exciting. I didn't know you were going to yeah. do this. Um, okay. This is not in the correct order. I, you know, like I said, I did 20 minutes before. And so I was just writing the jokes okay. as I wrote them. So it's going to be in a weird order, but it's okay. Go with it. Okay. All right. Michelle Visage loves to tell anyone who will listen that she has a hit song on the Bodyguard soundtrack. That's right, Michelle. That's the one song everyone remembers from the Bodyguard soundtrack. <laughs> I will always love you. I have nothing waiting for you. No, those aren't tracks from the Bodyguard soundtrack. Those are the text messages Michelle Visage leaves on RuPaul's voicemail whenever she's out of work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's give it up for the real star of tonight's show, Michelle Visage's breasts. And ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you they're real. In fact, everything about Michelle, from her breasts to every ingredient in her vegan diet, is 100% real. <laughs> everything that is except for her laugh. Michelle Visage's laugh is so fake, fuck, RuPaul could read from the diary of Anne Frank, and Michelle would be cackling like Phyllis Diller at a Bob Hope joke. The, o- <laughs> the only differences between Bob Hope were that Bob and RuPaul were that Bob Hope only lived to be 100, and he was actually funny. <laughs> But, you know, God bless RuPaul. He made Michelle Visage a judge on a talent competition. Why? That's like having Whitney Houston judge a swimming competition. (laughs) Or Bobby Christina judge a swimming competition. Give it up for Tamar Braxton. Or is it Tamar Braxton? Some people say Tamar. Some people say Tamar. I say, who the fuck is Tamar Braxton? Is she related (laughs) to Tony Braxton? Because I know her. Those were the jokes I wrote for Pheromone. Because I know her. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I've heard of her. Thank you. Oh, because I've heard of her. Okay. Uh, that was very good. Look, that was 20, that that was was 20 very, very minutes. I, I wouldn't like, Farrah, don't cry. Shh. <laughs> it's okay. Daddy will write the... Let me pet your cotton yeah, candy wig. Yeah. It's fine. I'll write the jokes for you. Just go up there and read them. All right, let me. Uh, so, Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? Ah, uh, the Alexis Michelle. We need to speak. Up. We didn't. Do, we're not doing a runway looks no. this week because there really wasn't anything that stood out. Everybody, did anybody look good? Sasha Velour's look. Was, no, no, I was, no. I was literally thinking Sasha Velour's look was interesting. Yeah, it was the most runway looky couture look that there was there. What was Val? No. No, they all. They- Valentina had the chola with the with the, the black yeah. and white pants, the free pants, and the and the halter top. What was Shay wearing? Shay had on something that apparently was very basic with the short blonde wig, mm-hmm. and it's a kind of like a lace. Peppermint jumpsuit. looked good. Peppermint looked all right. I I wasn't necessarily a big fan of the. It was it was a little busy, mm-hmm. but 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 we need to speak about the weird green yes. She Hulk that was Alexis Michelle. Yeah. She looked ridiculous. She looked horrible. She looked horrible. And especially, okay, if you're going to do the thing where you're going to have the big fake titties, and I get, do wear something that gives you some sort of cleavage, not where you can actually see the pads, the green pads hanging out of the dress. It was It was horrible. It was awful. She looked awful. She looked awful. It was terrible. She should have just gone home for that wig. Also, let's talk about that lip sync. I don't know why I didn't put that on there. That lip sync... Well, we know Farrah's just blah, okay? Rodan made a lot of jokes when he was on the show about dead fish Mm -hmm. eyes, which I didn't get until this lip sync, where, I mean, she just looks like 
dead. She just looks like she, she's just looking right through things. There, there's no emotion behind her eyes when she was singing. But she's a Vegas show. She's singing. a Vegas showgirl. I mean, that I feel that Derek Barry was kind of the same way too, and they like know each other. There's like just a boring, dead, no personality white guy thing that happens in Vegas for some reason. I I guess I don't know. It it just it was either one of them could have gone home. If anything, I almost would have thought it could have been a double elimination. I, I actually, to be honest with you, think that Farrah did a very slightly better job than um, Alexis. And the only reason is Alexis looked kind of ridiculous. Does that make sense? So what I'm saying is Farrah just did like a boring, boring rendition of that song. Just like the, it's basic. Actually, it's a very good example. Um Yeah. Basic is a very good description of that lip sync where it was just, all right, but where Alexis was trying stuff, but it was really cringy. A lot of the moves were super cringy. There was something very patronizing or condescending about her lip sync versus Ferris. Yeah, and then I don't know if weird I, the, slide. It just seemed very like, okay, I guess I'll do this. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba, where it was very like, you know, I've got the stage lights in front of me and I'm, you know... The footlights. Yeah. I, 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 there was something, and I will say this though: when she did that weird slide, kind of split, kind of on one knee thing, her heel hits the edge of the stage. So I can't imagine her not having some sort of knee injury next week. As she well. is. She looked crazy doing it, you know. And, and also, it's obviously she's a big girl and she can't do the splits. Fine, or some death drop or whatever. But it seemed to me to be like the lip sync equivalent of doing the push ups when you're on your knees. You know, where it was just like... <laughs> yes, okay, I see exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, where I was like, uh, all right. It just seemed really, really theatrical and silly. And that's what I would. That's how I would describe the lip sync, as theatrical and silly. And yeah. I, I, they realize that Alexis is much more... I mean, Ferris is boring television, for the most part. And she's run her course as the cute crying twink, and thank you, um, and goodbye, and sashay away, but... Alexis Michelle, man, I don't know. I would have sent her home, too. I wonder if... I'm almost getting... And they haven't necessarily super addressed this, but it's been in the background. I wonder if the, the other contestants are annoyed by Alexis Michelle. Like, you get the comment of where when she won two weeks ago and Valentina said the, now it's going to be all me, 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 you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when Nina... You know, when she started to get into this, Nina was like, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go sort of thing. I wonder if there's stuff that we haven't seen because of the narrative, the arc that they want to put Alexis on that where where the others – because you don't necessarily see them really connecting with her like some of the other ones that you, you've seen where there's, there seems like there's a connection within conversations. A lot of it is just – when they have the mirror moments, it seems like it's Alexis responding to other people, but it's not necessarily, you know, where people are talking to her, per se. That's interesting, because you also, um, Farrah's done sort of like a weak defense of Alexis, but you haven't really seen, cause I guess Alexis has gotten a lot of Twitter hate about her behavior. And Alexis, I mean, mm-hmm. Farrah's done sort of like a, hey guys, you know, everyone has body issues, leave her alone. But you haven't seen the other queens really coming out and like, saying like, hey guy, which has happened in other, like, uh, with other queens, where they come out and say, hey, leave that person alone. You know, she's really nice, and we're all sisters. There hasn't really been that full-throated of a defense on the part of the other queens. I could be wrong. I haven't been monitoring the situation as much this weekend, but... 
Um, it doesn't seem yeah. like it. Um, well, let's move on to. E- I feel like there's something. Oh, I know what's one big thing we have to talk about, and then, and I feel there's other things. And when I listen back, I'll hear I'm like, oh, why don't we talk about this, and why don't we talk about that? But uh, maybe we can talk about that at the patron only monthly live stream. Um, but uh, apart from that, we never talked about um, Nina and Shay's thing during Untucked, and I didn't even pull the clip. I forgot to pull the clip. But Nina and Shay's argument on Untucked. Yeah, we we did say we were going to talk about that. Um, Okay, so Nina pretty much came up with some crazy story in her head where she accused Shay of not supporting her or something. talking shit on her. People are talking talking shit Mm -hmm. behind her back sort of thing. And it seemed very much like we've talked a lot about one seems to be ongoing story with Nina is the paranoia of Nina Bonita Brown. And... We've all had those situations, or at least I know I've had these situations in my head, where you kind of make up an argument in your Mm -hmm. head, thinking what would happen if we had this argument, and then suddenly it takes a life of its Mm -hmm. own, and you think the argument's actually happened. That's what this seemed like. It seemed like where she's self-doubting, she is assuming that everybody else is doubting her, and in her head created a reality in which the people talking shit about her actually happened. And to say something about that, say something like that about Shay, a person who has very vocally on the show supported her and in some ways almost tried to be like a coach to her to say something that makes no sense. And I feel like Shay was justified in going off. Now the two, the, the best parts of that argument was Trinity sitting between the two of them scared to death to move and Alexis in the background trying to figure out how to gently pull out her earphones. Because we've all done that, too. We've had earphones on. We've seen something at the gym where we're like – or we're sitting at a Starbucks and you see people arguing. You're like, oh, magically, I have to check something. That means that so doing that was – we both laughed at those two moments where Trinity looked genuinely scared to death that they were going to go after each other and she was going to get caught in the middle. Yeah, because you can tell she's drinking – she's sipping on an empty drink. Right. <laughs> Um, yes, I think we have all been Shay at that moment. Um, actually, in, in a, I really, really relate to Shay this week, in particular, something that was going on in my life, where I was just like, oh my God, tell her, Queen. And, you know, the one thing I'll say in Nina's defense is we're in an artificial, artificial, we're in an artificial situation <laughs> in that I wouldn't put it past and I think this is what Nina is saying, but she can't on the show, is that producers are telling her that in the interviews, Shay is talking shit on her and the confessionals. Um, and I think that's kind of the unspoken thing here. I'm not saying that the producers are really doing that because, as we know, Nina is very paranoid. And so Nina could be yeah. reading into something the producers are saying. Or maybe, you know, the producers could be asking her questions that make Nina think oh who's saying that like because the producers will say things like you know nina some of the uh, the drag queens have been saying that uh you seem scared or paranoid what can you tell us about that and then she's like oh they're talking shit oh they're you know right. like and so um well that was how they always got drama in the real world houses I yeah think, as far as to get people where they would kind of say well if Joe said that Taylor was mean all of the time. Taylor, what would you respond to? But you exactly. know that kind of thing, and then they play exactly. It and so I think when you have someone who's already paranoid, that just puts them in overdrive, especially when they're in this very difficult, trying situation for anyone, even someone who's mentally stable. So yeah. I think that's kind of what we're seeing here. But Shay reading her, I think, was all of us while we were watching that. It was like, oh my god, bitch, yes. 
tell her that's yeah. how it goes. But yeah, that, those are my thoughts on that. There's really not much else to say about that. Um, Taylor, do we have any emails? Yes. And I want to, uh, we have two emails, one of which is from Annie. And Annie writes, hi, Joe and Taylor and guest. <laughs> I'm listening to episode seven right now and just wanted to write in and say that I am a listener. I've been listening since season seven, who is a cisgender bisexual female. And I tend more towards the gay side of that spectrum because we asked if we had any lesbian listeners. So we got an email from Annie. So you can confirm that you're at least close-ish to having a lesbian listener. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Since I'm already writing in, I'll just compliment you guys too. Joe, your script writing is on point and the perfect mix of structure and organic discussion of the show. Okay, you can stop right there. What's the next email? (laughs) I'm sorry, go on. Keep keep going. (laughs) It really sets you apart from other recap shows. No tea, no shade. I listen to AfterBuzz, too. Also, you have a very attractive voice. Are you going to cut that part? No. <laughs> you also have a very attractive voice. Thank you. I think you mentioned that you have the perfect gay guy voice once. True. Taylor, anytime you talk about the psychology or just generally give your views on how you perceive people's actions, it's amazing. And I know it's not show-related, but from what you've mentioned about it, I really respect the work you do in your real-life job. Thank you very much. Thank you all for the great show. So, yeah, so we, we can officially say that we kind of sort of have a lesbian that listens to Dragon. You know, while you um, untuck in the... Interior Illusions Lounge? Uh, I'm trying to get out of here. Um, we also had some tweets, and I, I, don't want, I don't want them to feel neglected. I don't usually read tweets, but it was along those same lines of... Um, a couple of lesbian listeners as well. We, we did get a lot of responses. I'm pulling that up right now. Why don't you go to the next email while I pull those up? Okay. Our next email is from Tommy, and he writes, Hi, Joe, Taylor Lee Fontaine, and the third co-host. <laughs> that did make me laugh when I read that. I hope you're all doing well. Just wanted to give my opinion of this episode since this one had the most impact on me. All of the other episodes were a great big meh. I find Serena Chacha more interesting than most of the contestants this season. There is such a clear top four. Not that it's a horrible thing, but it seems like every challenge is just a continuation of the last one. Can we focus on how a mini challenge win granted Valentina a four night stay in Palm Springs and a main challenge win granted Peppermint a fucking five year membership on fucking Squarespace? <laughs> yeah, it sounds cool, I guess. <laughs> We discussed this yesterday on the phone when I was apparently me yeah. to Joe. He and I had a conversation about this. Yeah, it sounds cool, I guess, but main challenge prize? I don't get it. Anyway, you guys probably already went through the roast. I'm just upset that no one confused Fortune Feister. Feimster? Fimster? Feimster. Feimster? Feimster. Which also Chaz- sounds like oh, a, no. an early 2000s like uh, social networking app. Hey, find me on Feimster. Yeah. That's true. Um, with Chaz Bono and no one confused Tamar with a Muppet, but that might have been too far. Um, I could have sworn Alexis Michelle was going to be annoying as hell during Untucked, but she wasn't as annoying as I thought she would be. I did enjoy Nina and Valentina as the only safe queens, but once the others came back, Nina sunk right back into that paranoid shell, which upsets me because she is one of my favorites. 
I don't have any questions other than, did you notice that this episode was filmed completely different than the rest? The camera was super shaky a lot of the time, and when Rue was going around in the workroom, it looked like a damn Kardashian episode with some of the movements these cameramen or women were making. It was very weird, and I hope it didn't doesn't become the norm. Thank you so much for this recap show, and take care, mis amores. Aww. Tommy from New York City. So I did not notice the shaky cam. I didn't notice. I didn't notice the, did notice the shaky cam thing either. But can we talk about the switching of the prizes or the prizes <laughs> that it makes no sense? Other than I know Squarespace is, is kind of expensive, yeah. but I'm sure it's not as much as four days in Palm Springs. Well, also with a guest, like you and a friend. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd rather have that than five years of Squarespace because also Squarespace is pricey, but. Um, it's one of those things where it's like a few, sh- like if you're a drag queen who's making money, you know, paying $15 a month, you know, isn't that big of a deal to, to for the website mm-hmm. that's going to get you a lot of coin, you know, but I guess five years and a consultation on a square. I don't know. I think that you pay for levels on where your prize is. And so obviously maybe the Squarespace paid more money than the the hotel did. And so there's a mini challenge prize and the other one is a main challenge prize. But in this case, it's a much better prize. Um, yeah. I would say actually cost-wise, they're probably about the same. Um, because, let me see, five years of Squarespace, Squarespace thing is about 140 a year. So you're looking at uh, another 200, uh, $700. Plus, let's say with right. the consultation, that's another, let's, just throw, let's make it a thousand even, right? Okay. And then um with um the um Palm Springs one, like even like the nicest hotel in Palm Springs at peak season is around two or three hundred a night for like a cheapy room. So that's around okay, eight hundred, twelve hundred. They're about, they're valued around the same, I'd imagine. Actually, I actually think the Palm Springs ones you probably get more. Yeah, I think I think the Palm Plus there's probably you think there's probably stipends for food or anything like that as well? I don't know. I love Palm Springs. I've never been. Never been to California. Well. Despite Joe's constantly asking me to go. We want to change that, but some people are afraid to come to California. Okay. Uh, she doesn't have to come along. Well, then you can come. All right. Oh, wait. She being Yeah, Bob I was Lou. like, Taffy's not afraid. <laughs> no, ta- no, Taffy is the one that doesn't want to go to California. Oh, she doesn't? Oh, that's right, because she's afraid of earthquakes. No. She's afraid of earthquakes. Which I've talked I talked about this with her before, and this is true. Especially since her family's in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. I've said, if you know your family is safe, there was one time when I was in Laguna Beach on a big open park, like a huge open space, not even trees, it's just like a giant plot of grass. And there was a nice size earthquake that came in. And my family was literally right next to me, right? Mm-hmm. It was fun. They don't last. They last like maybe a long one lasts 30 seconds. And it's a long one. Okay. They're like 10 seconds. And uh, you go like this. And then you're like, okay, that's the end. You know? And it's fun. I don't know. Okay. Where a hurricane can board it up and fucking. Like, I don't know what happens on these hurricanes where they say, hey, get out. And then four people died. I'm like, who are these people walking on the street or just not leaving? If I heard leave, I'd leave. Wow, but that's the, we we've gotten hit with so many false alarms that that's become the problem that they're saying that people just like oh it'll be fine or you know they say well it's a her it's a category one or category two it's just going to get lots of wind and rain. 
I live in a I live in a non flood area. My, I'm I'm on one of the highest points of my county. Mm-hmm. So my thought is always if it's under a level three, I probably would stay. Anything more than that, I would get out because if they're talking about where it's flooding, get the flooding is coming to my area, then there are going to be parts of the county that are completely underwater. I could also see if you're in a safe place in a hurricane, that'd be kind of fun. I've only had uh, – since I bought my house, I bought my house the year that we had like four or five hurricanes come in all within a couple of weeks. And we boarded up the house the first time. And it was – it was my ex and I when we first moved in. And it was actually kind of fun in that we just kind of hung out and watched TV all yeah. day. And it, even though it was 2 in the afternoon, it felt like it was 10 o'clock at night because no sunlight was coming in anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Basically, natural disasters. No, tornadoes would never be fun. No, tornadoes, that's – no. That's scary. No, tornadoes would not be fun. And so, uh, snow days, I mean, I had I experienced having snow days as a kid, and I always liked snow days. We but. don't have – never. do you know I've never – I've been in – okay, so the way California works is the mountains, and you can visit the snow. Mm-hmm. But – and so it's here. It's, it's, you know, very close. But I've never actually been in snowfall. I've never had, like, snow falling. I've never seen that. Snow falling is – one of if you're it depends on where you are but the sound of snow falling is one of the prettiest sounds because it's so quiet and it's just it's all these little ice crystals hitting each other it depends it depends on the consistency of the snow too but it's usually one where because usually everybody's inside so you don't hear anything and you're just kind of standing out there especially at night um there's something about when the snow would come at night we the sky would turn pink mm-hmm. like the clouds were always really mm-hmm. pink up in jersey mm-hmm. When I, when I was growing up. And I remember having a couple of times where we would leave like school dances, like middle school dances, and the clouds were all pink and it was snowing and everybody was getting picked up in the snow and how exciting that was. And I lost in my jack. I lost my coat. I remember that. I got lost in the big pile. So I was standing out in the snow, freezing my ass off in my IOU sweatshirt back in 1987. Is that like bum equipment? Kind of, yeah. Kind of. There was, there used to be a stores called Merry-Go-Round and IOU there was merry-go-round and DJs and they were they were they were Guido Michelle Visage probably shopped at a merry-go-round or a, or a, a DJs back in the day and they were all in, that was that was a northeast uh series of stores and they sold IOU and I remember my first one said 1986 on it so I thought it was very cool especially because I got it in 1985 in like the fall of 1985 so I thought I was so cool because I had these I had this 1986 sweatshirt and then every year for christmas i always wanted a new sweatshirt from iou are you looking up iou sweatshirts right now i noticed that no we had two other i don't know what you're talking about i, I lost track of what you're talking about <laughs> we had two other we listening? had two other tweets uh one from natasha who said i'm a gay woman that loves drag race been watching religiously since season three even have my girlfriend addicted too and also um uh, a woman named 3LE writes, uh, three lesbians and a trans man watch Drag Race religiously and listen to your podcast as soon as it comes out. Hashtag obsessed. Every lesbian I know watches Drag Race. All of them. All right. Well, that's awesome. Welcome. Welcome to the lesbian community. Yeah. I love lesbians. <laughs> that's actually going to be on my tombstone. <laughs> or is that a website you're looking at right yeah. now? <laughs> I love lesbians.com. Yeah. So Taylor, any other emails? Uh, no, I just I just grabbed the two this okay. week. We got some other ones, but thank you. But we're just we were just going to read the All two. Right. Oh, oh god, people! Well, there goes those fans. 
Taylor, Taylor didn't look through, at them through the mirror in romper room. We read, we read the emails. You and I both read the emails, but we did not. Taylor read you. He wrote you. All right. Um, hey guys, just a quick reminder to our patrons at the ten dollar level and above over at patreon.com. Please make sure to check your patron feed for the details about our monthly live feed with me and Taylor. This week we're going to discuss my own personal dilemma with this week's episode. And we're going to analyze our own performances in a roast that we participated in a couple of years ago. If you would like to listen to this patron-only podcast, donate at the $10 and above level over at patreon.com slash drag race recap. One more thing I wanted to talk about was, guys, so the gold bar has sort of evolved. And there's good news, bad news. Is by the time the weekend is done, I've been really lagging on the gold bar. Um... I just, I can't do any more drag race. I can't. I have to get back to my regular life until Friday. And so I lag on editing the gold bar. I'll edit this week's and I'll put it out. But I think from here on out, I'm no longer going to edit and put out the gold bar. I think I'm done with that part. Okay. So, but I do highly encourage you guys to go on Friday nights, 9 p.m. Pacific, 12.05 a.m. Eastern, so 9.05 p.m. Pacific, 12.05 a.m. Eastern, immediately after the premiere of the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, go to pride48.com and uh, listen to the Gold Bar Live. You don't have to join the chat room, but I do think it enhances the experience because it really has... Taylor, you haven't done it yet because that's too late for you. But it really has... Um, become like a little family um we had about 20-ish people there on friday and we just all oh, wow yeah and we just all talk and we chit chat and we spill tea like even the gold bar episodes that i release the ones i release are only about a fifth of how much content there is a lot of it is just not suitable for release uh basically i'm talking shit on people so um <laughs> Uh, everyone should go out there because if, if, if you like RuPaul's Drag Race, if you like this show, this is like a little family that's sort of formed at the Gold Bar. They all kind of know each other and it's really, it's really great. It's, it's, it's a really good time and we all have a lot of fun. Uh, maybe one day, Taylor, maybe we'll do an early East Coast version, Taylor, and maybe you can join. We'll do a spoiler free okay. East Coast one. Oh, you know what we should do? Okay. I know what we could do. What? We could do a pre episode airing. Okay. Like like the gold bars, but like at so at four PM Pacific, seven PM Eastern, we go on and we talk and then the episode comes on, but we no one knows what's gonna air. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. We'll promote that. We'll, yeah, we'll, let's we'll let's talk let's it. talk that out as far as a, yeah. as far as an option. Logistics. Well, that concludes another episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Um Special thanks to Mike Lawson for joining us today. <laughs> you can follow Mike on Twitter at Mr. Mike Lawson. So for Mike Lawson, <laughs> Taylor, Christina, Taylor Christina Brown and myself, sashay away until next week. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Help the show out. Leave us a review on iTunes. It really works. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap and follow us on Twitter at dragracerecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at dragracerecap.com. Taylor has his own podcast. It's called Pod Is My Copilot, and you can find it at podismycopilot.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You can follow Taylor on Instagram at PIMC Taylor and on Twitter at PIMC Taylor. Want to hear me talk about Drag Race even more? Well, then listen to me on One on One with Larry Flick every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, exclusively on Entertainment Weekly Radio, Channel 105 on Sirius XM Radio. You can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at cupodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Instagram at Joe Batance or on Twitter at Joe Batance. If, for some reason, you would like to know what I'm eating, you can also follow my food Instagram at HungryChola. Fifi, I tried to hug you, though. You know what? It's always okay to make mistakes and just know that you can always grow from them. It's never the end. You can always start over. Love you all. Fifi O'Hara. Jump in a car. <laughs> <laughs>